0: We've got some other celebrations coming up as well. Let me just remind you of one. Uh, The night of worship is coming up, the end of the month. So if you come into a service and you're like, oh, man, I love that energy, I love worship, and and it just seems like, boom, it's over. And, uh, you know, I'd love to just have more time to sing and and worship God, Uh, then you don't want to miss the night of worship which will be the last Wednesday of the month. It will also be the final night of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. So we'll come together and celebrate and just celebrate what God's done over 21 days of just seeking Him first here at the first of the year and uh, celebrating together. So don't miss night of worship as our worship team just leads us for a whole hour uh, into the presence of God. It's always a powerful and special time. Also, like Cassie mentioned, there's tons of stuff going on around here, so make sure you check out the bulletin or your handout uh, that you received as you were greeted and welcomed in. Make sure you also mark your calendar for special events and different things that are happening, groups that you can join, all that good stuff. Well, we are believing God for your best year Yet, Your best year yet. And I don't know anybody who wouldn't sign up for that, right? It's like, who's going to say, no, I don't really want it to be my best year. (laughs) You know, we all want it to be our best year yet. And so what we're doing is uh, this series called Your Best Year Yet. We're looking at some of the resolutions that people make at the beginning of a year. But statistics tell us that most people fall off. Within weeks, some within days, you know. Who's there, huh? So uh, you don't have to raise your hand. But, uh, you know, some of us, we we fall off. But we're taking some of those most popular resolutions and saying, what does God have to say about those. And last week, we talked about getting organized. You know, getting your act together. Uh, you know, I need to do that. I need to get organized. And so, last week, we looked at what the scripture uh, has to say about that. So, if you weren't here, just check it out on the podcast so you can get caught up. Uh, also, next week happens to be my personal favorite. Uh, I think Uh, Many of you will be able to connect with this. So many people say, I really want to get happier this year. I want this year to be happier. I want to have more joy. I want to experience more enjoyment of my life and just just enjoy life uh, this year. And, And so if you know somebody like that, or if maybe sometime this week somebody says, you know... I really hope this year will be better I really want to enjoy my life this year then be sure to encourage them to be here next Sunday because we're going to talk about that and what the Bible has to say about that but today we're going to talk about getting fit are you ready? we're going to talk about getting fit this year so you know now this, this shakes out different for different people because this resolution can look like this. I need to eat better, you know. I don't know about you, but I need to eat better. I, I need to spend more time in the produce section, you know, instead of over there in the prepackaged stuff and all you know, the donut section and whatever. I, I, I need to, you know, eat better this year. I need to get healthier that way, right? I need to spend more time in the gym. I need to get back to running again. Or I need to, you know... I want to fit in those jeans again, right, somebody, right, it's like, that, that's the goal this year, is to get back in those jeans, so, you know, so I was thinking about this, it's like, it kind of shakes out different, too, for different age groups, have you noticed that, like, when you're young, you're like, you know, I want to sculpt my body, yeah. I want to get that six-pack, you know, and you're reading articles about how to get big biceps, you know, and, and uh, defined arms, ladies, maybe some of you, I mean, this flab's got to go, you know, I got I to gotta get, get the right curves in all the right places, and so, you know, when you're young, you kind of are like that, and then when, when you reach more toward middle age, you know, I was talking to one guy in the gym one time and I said, Hey, you're doing all right over there. And, and he says, Well, I'm just trying to keep up with people my age. <laughs> you know, that, that was like his goal, you know, just, just keep up. And so when you enter midlife, maybe that's kind of it. And then as you get older, then it can be, I really want to keep at least one good knee, you know, <laughs> or uh, the other one's already gone bad. <laughs> And so I'm really hoping that this one won't go, you know, or, or, or all my back won't hurt, you know. It's already started somewhere, and, and you're, you're just trying to hang on uh, and, and, and work through it that way. Uh, I was a kid and heard George Carlin, uh, you know, as a comedian, and he said some funny stuff about age, and so I thought I'd pass that on this morning. Uh, he said this he said you know when you're less than 10 years old you're so excited about age that you think of it in fractions you know somebody says how old are you and you say I'm four and a half he says you've never talked to anybody that said they were 36 and a half <laughs> but they're four and a half and then he said you get into your teens and man, nothing can hold you back. You know, you are ready to move on to the next number. And so somebody says, you know, how old are you? And you say, well, I'm going to be 16 in 12 months. You know, just had my birthday yesterday. I'm about 16, you know. And, and and so he said, you know, you're, you're looking forward. And, and, and then you come to... What he says is the greatest day of your life. You become 21. And, and even the words, he said, sounds like a ceremony. I'm 21. You know, and he says, you know, you become 21. But then you turn 30. He says, ooh, what happened there? You know, that, that kind of sounds like bad milk. It turned it it turned he turned 30 you know we had to throw him out (laughs) like a sour dumpling you know what's changed and he says and and so you become 21 you turn 30 and then you're pushing 40 it's like you got to hit the brakes. It's all slipping away. And, and before you know it, you reach 50, and all your dreams are gone. <laughs> your youth is gone. It's all gone. Except the kids aren't gone. <laughs> They're back in the basement, you know. But he says, but wait. You, you make it. 60. You, You maybe didn't even think you would. So you become 21. You turn 30. You push 40. You reach 50. You make it to 60. And you built up so much speed that now you hit 70. He says after that it's kind of a day by day thing. You know, you hit Wednesday, you hit Thursday, you hit Friday, and then he says, you get into your 80s, and every day is a complete cycle. You hit lunch, (laughs) you turn 430, (laughs) you reach bedtime, and it doesn't end there, you get into your 90s, and you start going backwards, you say... I was just 92 and then he says a strange thing happens if you make it to over 100 you become like a little kid again you say I'm a hundred and a half (laughs) so the Bible speaks to this issue it speaks to The physical, but also the spiritual. And it says those two come together. They are one, the same, as far as dwelling together. Because when God looks at us, he looks at us differently than the world does. The Bible says that God looks on the heart. You know, we don't do that, do we? As a culture, we look at the outside. We got Instagram, right? Right? Let me see you. And, and, and so the Bible says that no, God doesn't, isn't like that. And, and so if we allow God, here's what I think. If we allow God to empower us on the inside, it will affect us on the outside. Does that make sense? And, and so we all know people, you, you know people like this, who look amazing on the outside but they're a mess on the inside we were watching a movie the other night we had Netflix on and we were watching some movie and, and uh, it's kind of family movie night and so we're sitting around in the living room all of us and uh, this gal she has like two guys to pick from you know, and she's kind of dating both of them and, and, and all. feeling her way through things and one of the guys looked amazing and he had tons of money, he was very successful, had, had a very wealthy uh, lifestyle and, and all. And the other guy, not so much. And it wasn't that he was ugly or anything, but he just wasn't quite as sharp as the other guy. And you know, it didn't quite seem like he had it together on the outside as the other guy. However, the guy that looked like he had it all together was so wrapped up in himself... Nobody's ever met anybody like this, right? <laughs> Nobody's ever dated anybody like this, right? You don't know what I'm talking about. And so, you yeah, know, he was so into himself. He, he was always taking phone calls while they were on a date. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to take a rain check on this and whatever. And finally, she's like, you yeah, know, he's just not even into me. He's just into himself. And, and the other guy took interest in her. And seemed like, you know, he was all about her. Guess which guy she chose in the end. Yeah, the guy that paid interest in her. It maybe didn't seem like he had it all together on the outside. And some of you know people who maybe struggle physically with one thing or another on the outside. But on the inside, they're gorgeous. You know, they're full of the spirit of god and and they just exude with with fullness of life you know what i'm talking about you you got people like that in your life where where they're just you know on the inside they're just gorgeous and so today what i want us to look at is the inside and the outside and here's the big thought and we'll look this up in a scripture here in a moment first corinthians chapter 6 if you want to Kind of get ahead and go ahead and pull that up either in your Bible or or on your device. 1 Corinthians 6, we'll look at what Paul has to say about this. But here's the big thought. God honored your body with his spirit. So therefore, honor God with your body. Does that make sense? See, God honored your body. We're going to read this in a moment. So I'm not making this up. God honored your body with his spirit. So now let your body honor God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we can grow, all of us in this area, I believe. We're going to find out what Paul says about who your body really is belongs to 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 says this do you not know that your bodies are temples of the what the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God He says, don't you get that you are not your own you are bought at a price therefore so in light of all that information what should you do? Honor God with your bodies. So we need to honor God with our bodies because here's the deal. God has a high view of you. Do you know that? God has a high view of you because when he looked all over the whole planet, he said, I want to plant it in that person. I want to I plant my spirit into that person. Person, so how do we get fit in 2018? We're going to look at that two things that you need to write down. The first thing to write down is this: is exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. This is the time of year when it's hard to get the treadmill. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You know, have you been to the health club lately? I I, I was there the other day, and I was noticing because I go at what some people would refer to as an ungodly hour, like six in the morning, and and so typically there's not like tons of people there. But I noticed in January there's more, there's more, there's more people there, more on treadmills, a little harder to find, you know, your place, your spot. But, but hang on, March is coming, right? There'll be plenty of room now, I don't know what happened to you at Christmas time, but uh, you know, December throughout the month of December we had a bunch of these boxes show up at our house you know, every day nearly, uh, there'd be some kind of box, some of them were small some of them bigger, uh, some, some were just envelope size, you know and uh and so we would all say, uh, uh, what's on the porch? Who's it for? Wh- whose name's on that? You know, don't, don't open it if it doesn't have your name on it. You know, that could be for Christmas. And, and so we would, we would get all excited and, and bring these boxes. Oh, I wonder what's in there, you know. You know? And, and we weren't excited just because we felt the box. We weren't excited because they dropped it off on our porch. They weren't, we weren't excited just because the box tended to have a smile on it, you know. That, was, that wasn't it. What excited us was what was in the box, right? What, what was exciting is what was in the box. And folks, here, here's the deal. When, we, when we're talking about this and we're talking about physical and spiritual when God looks down at you It's not so much the exterior of your life. And when other people look at you, what ought to be impressive to other people, and if you're seeking to date somebody and you're looking for a future mate and things like that, it ought not to be what's on the outside of the box. It's not what's on the outside of your life. It's what's on the inside that counts, right? It's what's on the inside because it's the Spirit of God. So the packaging's not really that important. It's what's inside that really matters. And how many know it really matters with this, right? Some of you ladies know what this is? Huh? What is it? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a special blue box right it's a it's a tiffany box and so ladies get all excited if they get a box like this because they're like oh it's a blue box but it's not about the box it's what might be inside the box right but don't do what this guy did on the internet i found this here's what he gave his wife Mm. (laughs) mmm no way Jose man you don't no not the way to win friends influence people is it? it is not gonna be a good night for many nights for that guy right you know but women get excited about the blue box but again it's not the box it's what's inside and Paul says about your body And and we're going to see this in a moment that, yes, take care of your body and all those things. and, and, And you should do that and do all you can. But when it's all said and done, the big deal about your life is not the outside of your life. What is the big deal about you as a person is who lives in you. And if you're a believer, you are indwelt by none other than the Holy Spirit of God himself. A very spirit of God. So, we're the temple today. So, I have value because of what's inside. And you know what? This is so awesome to a culture that struggles so much with self-image, right? We, we like, put our image out there and say, oh, how many likes did I get? Do you like me? Do you like me now? How about at this angle? How about with this filter? You know, I, I need some likes. And and our self-image, you know, is so important to us. But if you're going to have your best year yet, let me tell you something. It's about who's in you. It's about who's you are. You are more than a number on a scale. You are more than your clothing size. You are more than the words of other people online or otherwise. You are not just what you see in a mirror, your appearance or your complexion or whatever. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. You are not just your wrinkles. Or your straight hair that you wish was curly. Or your curly hair that you wish was straight. Or your gray hair that you don't like. Or your lack of hair that you really don't like. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not just your retirement account. You're not just what others say about you. You are not your ailment, your sickness, your illness, your disease, or your condition. You are more than your breakup or your divorce or your biggest mistake or your strained relationship your worst sin your blowout failure your jean size or the shape of your thighs or your abs if someone finds you attractive or if they don't what matters more than all of that combined is you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of the living God himself You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So this week, when you look in the mirror, hey, guess what's looking back at you? It's the very spirit of God. Remind yourself of who God says you are, not what people say. We don't need more self-esteem in our culture. We need God-esteem, where we see ourselves as God sees us. If you struggle physically, look what Paul said in 2 Corinthians when he wrote again about this. He says, that is why we never give up we just don't give up well why, why didn't you ever give up Paul Here, here's why though our bodies are dying anybody figured that one out yet <laughs> over 21 <laughs> you know doesn't quite work like it used to you know not, not quite you know it's like mm, that's, what's that noise in my knee you know okay so our spirits he says even though okay I, okay, I get it, I get it, can't run as fast, can't do what I used to do, can't push as hard as I used to push, can't, can't carry as much as I used to carry. But, but even though that may be true, look at what he says. Our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long in comparison to eternity. Right? Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last how long? Forever. So we don't look at the troubles. Now, this will fix a lot of people right here. We don't look at our troubles. Because, see, you ask some people, hey, how's it going? Well, my back. Well, I didn't ask about your back <laughs> did I ask about your back oh, I asked about you see see I just think wouldn't it freak people out at work if you quit talking about your back or your your knee or your your whatever that keeps you you know oh, it's worse today and you, know, you know that weather out there and helping matters and whatever what if you said to somebody who said how are you doing? Well, I'm being renewed every day. Every day. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just getting better on the inside, you know. And you may not be able to see it on the outside, but I, I'm getting better every day. That'd freak everybody out at work, wouldn't it? You try that this week. So f- well, here's what we do. Here, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? You fix your eyes, not on your pain, not on your suffering, not on your mistakes, not on your habits, hang-ups and hurts of the past or whatever else. You don't keep fixing your eyes on that. No, no, no. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone anyway. But the things we cannot see, how long are they going to last? They're going to last forever, right? And so what we've got to do is make sure we're fixed on the things that are going to last forever. The things that matter the most. And what matters the most is quit focusing on the past. Quit focusing on the pain. Quit focusing just on the present situation. And start focusing on the power of your future that God has for you and for those who look for him and are waiting for him I'd get excited right there if I were you I don't know all right all right here's the second thing to write down train to gain you need to train to gain and here's the thing there's like byproducts that happen when you train You know, this past fall, for the first time ever, I ran a half marathon. And I've never been a huge runner, you know, but I started running some. And then my friend last summer, he's like, hey, there's a half marathon there in Indy this fall. Let's run it. And there he is. All right. So just to show and prove I did it. Um, So anyway, um, he said, he said, "Let's, let's do this. And so he sent me this running schedule, you know, to get up to 5, 6 miles, 7 miles, 8 miles, you know, all the way up to 13 miles. And, and so I'm running this schedule a few weeks out, hit the 10-mile mark, and I start feeling pain in my left foot. And I thought, hmm, I pushed through that, you know. So I finish up, and then I thought, well, that, that's not going away, you know. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> and, and so, so then, uh, it, but it got better in a couple days when I was supposed to run again. And so I get up out of there and run again. You know, And I'm, mm, that's hurting worse again. And, and so I'm doing that. So then I do some research. I talk to some people and, and figure out it must be plantar fasciitis. I had to learn how to say it, you know. And so, um, anyway, I start doing these stretching exercises. People tell me all kinds of stuff to do and whatever. And, and I, I, by now, see, I'm just a few weeks away. I paid my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I paid my money. Even though I've not told y'all that I'm doing it, you know, at that point. I, I'm like, you know, I want to do it. I want to do this. I've been, I've been running, I've been training, I've been doing all this stuff. And so, so I ultimately I get some new shoes to help me and whatever I push through. I, I, I complete it, get the race done and everything. But, but here's the deal. The deal that I didn't count on was I'd already had a doctor's appointment a couple weeks later that I went to. And uh, when I went to the doctor and had my blood pressure done, it was the best it's ever been in all my life. Best ever. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I don't know if you are, but that's okay. That's okay. No, that's okay. So, so anyway, so I was, I was happy about that. And, and I didn't even think about how that could be a byproduct of training for that race. And see, it, it wasn't just about getting that medal, because everybody got a medal, you know. I didn't win it. So, my medal looked like everybody, it's like T ball, you know, where everybody gets a medal. <laughs> Just Everybody gets one, everybody's a winner, you know. And, and so, uh, it wasn't about the medal, it wasn't about the t shirt or any of that stuff. It, it was that, you know, um, I, my health is improved. You know, that's, that's more worth something than some medal or whatever. And, and so, Paul talks to Timothy about this, who's like his son in the faith. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, here's what Paul says to Timothy. He says, physical training is good. Okay, it's good. You know, you, you run your half marathon. You, you go work out. You go take a walk around the block every evening. Or whatever you do. Yeah, you know, that, that's good. But training... For godliness is what? It's much better. It's much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Because in the life to come, I think my blood pressure is gonna be all right. How many know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? I think that's gonna be all right. I think everything's gonna be under control. And so, the Paul would say to all of us here, Hey, you may not be able to, because some of you may say, well, Craig, I can't run a half marathon. Okay, can you walk 20 minutes a day? Because you could feel better about yourself, and you could probably improve your blood pressure, and I don't know what all, if you just walk 20 minutes a day. And, and you know, you, you could do that. And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. I'll just throw this in there. You can't out-exercise a bad diet okay I'm sorry okay don't throw anything <laughs> but, but I'm just saying you, you gotta you gotta watch what you eat too and the culture though here's the thing I don't need to spend a lot of time on that because that's where our culture spends all their time it's all about how you look it's all about the outside it's all about that stuff And the emphasis is totally on that. And the Bible says, yeah, you should train physically. That's okay. There's there's good to that. But if you're going to have your best year yet, then you better train spiritually. What's your plan for that? What's your training regimen? And I'll tell you why. Here's the benefits that come. Paul talks about them. You can read them this afternoon about them this afternoon. Galatians chapter 5. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. He talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And he says, you know, if you'll you'll take care of the roots, God will take care of the fruits. And here's some of the fruits that will come out of your life as you train to gain love, joy, peace. Who wouldn't want more love joy and peace in your life right i'll take some more of that how about you and then how about patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control all these things start coming into your life as you train yourself spiritually and so how do we do this you may say well okay Well, Craig, you know, I I know how I can download a a training plan for my my physical well-being. But what do I do? Here's the good news. You're already doing one right now. You're already doing one right now. You showed up today. You came to church. You said, you know what? On the first day of the week. I'm going to set that day aside. I'm going to set that morning aside. And I'm going to come in. And I'm going to come around other people. And I'm going to worship the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to praise him. Give him all the glory, all the worship that he deserves out of my life. Come on, somebody, right? All right. And then, then I'm going to hear a message. And, and I'm going to do my best to not just be a hearer of the message, but a doer of it as well. I'm going to put it into practice. Here's another thing you can do. You know, and, and even if you're not here, you can listen to the podcast, right? So you can, you can at least do that. And some are doing that today. So thanks for being with us, those of you who are there. All right? Shout out to those folks. Research shows if you'll just show up to church, you'll have better blood pressure and other better health conditions than people who don't go to church. Check it out. All right? Fact check. All right? Just go ahead. Go ahead. All right? Another thing you can do is just read God's word. You know, get on a version reading plan or something like that. and Read God's Word. Let it speak to your heart. Because I don't know about you, but it speaks to me. You know, God speaks through His Word. And then pray. And here's the thing about prayer. And I'll talk about this a little bit later at, at the very end of the service. So don't leave. Uh, I, prayer's powerful. And we had a miracle happen last week through prayer. But, but here's the thing. It's not just what God does for somebody else in prayer. It's what God doesn't in mean in prayer. You want to improve your marriage? Start praying for your mate every day. Yeah, because when you're praying, oh God, bless her, touch her, help her, strengthen her. Yeah, you know, or him. God, help him to be the godly man he needs to be. God, God, empower him with the power of Your Holy Spirit. Oh God, just love on him today, and all. It's hard to argue with those people, then, isn't it? And <laughs> you've been praying on all, all over him, you know, and all. It's hard to, you know, it's hard for the Holy Spirit to argue with the Holy Spirit, you know. So so when you do that it's empowering in your whole life. And, and and so you can control that you can make that happen and when you train it makes a difference in your life. And and you know this is the thing too don't just go out of here and go crazy. You know cuz you know people go in the gym and they just go nuts, you know, just lift everything, they lift, you know, and, and all and then they go home and the next morning they can't even get out of bed, you know. It's like, "Oh, I can't get my arm up, you know, without horrific pain, you know. What is that? I didn't even know there was a muscle there, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and so here's what they do. They don't go back, right? And so don't think, well, I've got to read the whole Bible today, <laughs> you know. Just go home, read a verse, or just go home, read a chapter, and let it speak to your life. You know, don't think, well, you know, I, I, I read something about tithing. Well, i, I, I got to jump from 1% to 10%. Good night. You know, well, maybe you want to do that, but maybe you just go to 2%, you know? Just start doing that. And, 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 and then increase it a little at a time. You know, just allow God to work in your life. And here's the thing, I, and I'll close with this. You know, you're not super Christian. I'm not super pastor, I used to think, well, I got to be super pastor, you know, like some red S, you know, (laughs) under there. I got to save everybody, you know, got to rescue everyone and whatever. And I got news for you God was doing okay before I was ever born. He was. And you know what? He's going to be doing just fine after I'm gone. And, and same thing with you. And so, you know, you can look in the mirror and you can say, thank God I'm not God. <laughs> right? Because it's not about me. It's not what I can do or whatever. Elizabeth Elliot said this. Pull that up for me because it's worth looking at. We cannot give our hearts to God and keep our bodies for ourselves. hmm on that this afternoon, right? See, we, we train to gain. So here's here's what you need to do. As much as some of you maybe need to get healthier and you need to eat better, and you need to exercise more and you need to lose some weight and, and, and all those things. And, and I would encourage you to, to do that. If you need you know who you are. But some of us do all of that but then we ignore the spirit part and Paul says that's that's good that's good but this is better and why this is better is because one day this hard reality no matter how many smoothies you drink that look like clippings from your yard okay. And no matter how good a sleep you get and, and what you, weight you push and what you do, I got news for you. You were made from dust, and to dust you will return. But what will last forever is what's inside. And so let's be about that part, right? Let's be about that part. Let's make sure that our spirit is built up this year. And if you'll build it up this year, you'll have your best year yet. Let's pray. Father, thank you for speaking to us this morning through the Word of God. And God, I I just thank you that some of us, some of us have had to learn the hard way, but at least we've learned. But some others here, God, maybe we still need some help with this. Because there may be some, God, that you're speaking to about the physical part. And and, and getting that together. Others of us, God, you know we've got that. You know we're trying hard on that one. But some of us aren't paying enough attention to the part that's going to last forever. And so, God, you've honored us. You've honored our body with your spirit. Help us to then honor you. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, Craig, I want to honor God this year. I want to honor him with my body. I want to honor him with my soul. I want to honor Him in the way I live my life, in the, in the time that I take for myself, and the time I invest in my spiritual part of my life that's really the biggest part. I, I want this year to be my best year yet, and I know for that to happen, I, I've got to be committed to build up that spiritual aspect of my life. So, so wherever you fall on this, if you feel God's speaking to you in this year, you want it to be your best year yet and you're willing to commit yourself all, all in for that, will you raise your hand right now with me and just say, yeah, that's me today. Yeah, hands all over this room. Father, you know the folks who need to get their calendar out when they get home and make some adjustments. You know the folks who need to make some adjustments financially. You know the folks who need to make some adjustments in, the, in their time commitments. You, you know the folks who need to make sure they're taking care of priorities and putting first things first. So God, wherever this lands with us today, I, I just pray that we will not soon forget it, but we will activate it in our lives. So that this can be our best year yet. And the most spirit filled year we've ever experienced because of your spirit living in us. Maybe others of you, if you were to be honest while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, we're just in an attitude of prayer, and I'm just talking to you right now because you may be here just like some folks in the first service that. Maybe if you were honest, you'd have to say, I don't feel like I'm connected spiritually to God. If you were to be honest today, you, maybe you'd say, I I've used to feel something like that, or used to go to church, or whatever, but I got away from that. And, and today, I know that it's a coming back to God. I know that I need to do that. If I'm going to have my best year yet, I need to make a commitment to Jesus today. And if you're here in this crowd, in this second service, And God is speaking to you, friend. I'm telling you, he will come in. You will experience him. He will put his spirit within you. He will forgive your sin. He will give you your best year yet by far if you commit your life to him today. And so if that's you right here, right now, will you just say, Craig, yeah, that's me. Will you just pray for me by raising up a hand right now? Just raise it up. Yeah. I see that hand? Yes, uh, way up there. God yeah, bless you. Over here, God bless you guys up in this section. Over here, several in this section. Down here, God bless you guys. All right, there's probably about one or two or five or something in every section. So, just everybody, pray this prayer with me right now. Just say, "Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for all my faults." All of my sin. I know I've sinned. But today I want to start over. So I'm inviting you in my life. I want you to take away my sin. And give me a new beginning. As much as I know how. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for coming in through the power of your spirit and making me new in Jesus name.